0: from the Front Row Network and NPR Illinois. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Megan. And on this week's episode of like this pod throwback edition, we think you're going to like local businesses.
1: Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of the Peter Pan fan club. Apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I now have Jacqueline throwing her hands on her hips in the power pose. Just yeah. When we make a point, it's very important.
0: That's how we do it now. <laughs> so if you ever see us in the wild and we're hands in on our hips, it's because <laughs> we're making a point. Something's important. Something important is happening. Yes.
1: So we're doing something fun this week and
0: we reached out to
1: two local businesses. One that's just starting and one that's been around for over a hundred years, I think she mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And we did some local interviews. So we're going to chat with Caitlin, number one horse goblin from
0: Suttle's Garden, and Elizabeth from The Wakery. All right, friends. So it's time for more of not having a theme month of September. (laughs) And we have Caitlin, who you all know and love because she's our number one horse goblin. Actual throwback for bringing Caitlin back, who was our first interview. I didn't even think about that full circle again yeah that's again fun. Yes. so hi caitlin hi <laughs> hello so
2: how are C- you me i'm great yeah <laughs> she doesn't care how i
1: am she can leave that <laughs> in too <laughs> obviously everybody knows what she cares
0: so caitlin works at her family owns A farm. Pretty much runs, right? Runs essentially, like the entire thing herself. Uh, subtle, subtles, yeah, subtles. Okay, so it's been around. Subtles Gardens. It's been around for how many years? Over a hundred years. Okay, so tell us, just tell us about, tell us the story.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, do you know like how it was started and all that kind of.
0: Yeah. It was started um
2: I think roughly around 1904 by my great great grandmother. Okay. Actually. Yeah. It um started we had like the uh whole kind of like southeast side of Springfield. Uh it was all like farm and orchards when it started. And, of course, when the uh, depression hit, had to sell the land and everything. And so what we more or less just have now is what's left of kind of like the farm. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So you've been helping pretty much since forever. And it's just kind of been, right? Yeah. And you've just been doing it. And then you've kind of essentially taken over at this point, right?
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't what I originally wanted to do with my life, Okay, run um, my family farm. Um, It wasn't until my sophomore, going into my sophomore year of college is when I was working the farm that summer. And I'm like, you know, something just like clicked and I'm like, you know, I, I think I want to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. You know, like what was it just like the family aspect I, of it or just like? Like, being one with the earth? Like, what was (laughs) it?
2: I I don't know. I I forget what I was picking, but I was just in the field, and I was just like, you know, I actually fully wouldn't mind just doing this and continuing this Mm -hmm. for my family, because I knew my brother didn't really want anything to do with it. He he showed absolutely no interest in the farm Mm -hmm. until, like, he went away to college. (laughs) So I think just us going to college, it's like, oh, sensing a theme. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But he's living in Chicago and I'm still here in town. So I mean. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: tell us a little story about baby Caitlin working, like how chores and things adapted over time, because I'm sure you've been working out there since you could probably walk. So at least helping
2: not much was fully expected from me when i was real little but i mean i got to help like one of the things i know i could do when i was a little kid was help transplant plants from like our plugs into the field that was something that both my brother and i could do so my uh uncle well more of my great uncle because he was my grandpa's brother but I just call him uncle because no point in putting great in front of that. But, um, he would drive the tractor and my brother and I would be sitting back on the transplanter and we would just take the plants and just put them in the ground. And that was just kind of one of the major things that my brother and I could do. And we learned from like a rather young age. I'm, I'm probably like, yeah, no, I was like, seven or eight so my brother is like five or six and that's like one of the first things I know that we were able to do was help on the farm because making a kid go out and pick vegetables you're not going to get very far with a kid right picking anything (laughs) Uh, (laughs) when we can sit and actually yeah that's more or less (laughs) (laughs) but when we could sit and actually physically do something was fun
0: yeah that's fun Yes,
2: I like it plus we got dirty so it's was absolutely nothing
0: you're allowed to get dirty that's always the best part <laughs> I'm, I'm permanently dirty <laughs> Caitlin also has the best tan lines I don't know if like those of you <laughs> who see Caitlin in the summer know especially but like they're amazing <laughs>
2: Yeah, my, my feet with my, my Chaco tan lines, and right now I'm really just rocking a nice like Apple Watch tan
0: line on my wrist. Yeah, and you guys, Caitlin always closes all of her ranks, <laughs> and I always get, Caitlin did this, Caitlin did this. I'm like, I am slacking today.
2: Okay, this past week, it's from we- me um, weeding our cabbage. Oh, that sounds like that Uh, No, (laughs) it's been a little miserable because it's been rather humid. Yeah, so I'm just like dying. Let's don't do that in the
0: cabbage patch. Well, I don't want to lose the cabbage. Right, right. Cabbage (laughs) is important for people that like cabbage. Cabbage is great. I don't like cabbage. Fried cabbage, um, bratwurst, (laughs) and pierogies. I like pierogies and I like browers. <laughs> Not so much, Kevin. You guys, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> so Caitlin's, I was like, yeah, these are delicious. I'm like, you know, I'm sure that they are. <laughs> and I would love to try them from your farm, but I don't like them. <laughs> so, hey,
2: hopefully in a couple of weeks, I should be getting some Concord grapes and apples. I do like those.
0: And maybe plums. Oh, I don't know that I've ever had a plum as an adult. They're good. Yeah. Megan would like to know if you did anything to like prepare to like essentially take over, you know, did you have like business classes in college? Did you just learn by doing everything? Like how did that work?
2: Um, well, there was not a lot of preparation Mm-hmm. For me to take over because um, I was kind of thrown into that in uh, 2019 Yeah, when uh, my grandpa passed and then my mom was in the hospital for like a better part of uh, the year. Yeah. So not much was there for that part. I kind of was like, what, trying not to drown in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, in years prior, I, I did take like this farm beginnings course, like out in Champagne, offered by, like, I think it's like the land connection out there. And it was at another farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that helped a bit. Um, but it was definitely for people who have never like, farmed or trying to start. So it's okay. like I already have like an established business, right? And some some of the things it's like, well, I don't need this. I'm like, this is what I need. I I took some of the things that I learned, but not all of the things that I learned. That's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you kind of had like trial by fire, essentially. Oh. Uh, yeah just kind of here you go figure it out and you figured it out it's pretty big fire (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. what are some of your favorite like things to grow I guess that's a weird way to phrase that question but I'm gonna leave it there
2: (laughs) it's uh I I like um like our coal crops, which what we it's like the the cabbage cauliflower broccoli and all of that stuff' because it's kind of what we it's like our big um showcase right before we close for the year, okay, and um kind of just waiting and watching those grow and Considering we also grow a variety of cauliflowers, so we have like a rainbow of cauliflower. Ugh. I like it. <laughs> yes, I mean they're beautiful and they taste great, but you wouldn't <laughs> know.
0: That. I like some vegetables. I said I don't, but you know what I mean. I don't like cauliflower, but can appreciate like tomatoes. Yeah. Although, she posted a really pretty tomato the other day. It looked like a rainbow. Yes. Its name (laughs) is Big Rainbow. (laughs) I like
2: it. And the amount of, like, looks I get from people. I was like, yeah, I don't like tomatoes. And, like, the look of confusion and kind of disgust Mm -hmm. on their face. I'm like, I don't have to like everything I grow. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to smell your nose when I tell you that I love, like, asparagus, beets, and Brussels sprouts. And most people are going to be like, Ew.
0: I like asparagus. Asparagus is good. I hate that its season is rather short. Yeah. You guys, it always like blows my mind with Caitlin because we'll be talking about like food or vegetable or something. She's like, yeah, it goes from this to this. I'm like, how do you just have all this information in your brain <laughs> for everything? I thought you were going to say it and she doesn't like it. Uh, <laughs> no, we already She's talked, making, about, we yeah, talked that, about that. That yeah. Caitlin doesn't like tomatoes and I don't like vegetables. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Friends, it's fine. I set a power failure in the middle of this recording for no reason at all. So
2: super cool.
1: But I'm back You're now.
2: Back. <laughs> it's all that
1: matters. Yeah. So, what is your favorite thing about the job?
2: Oh. It's, it's, I mean, considering definitely I'd say picking and being able to bring like fresh produce
0: to the community and to uh, like local restaurants. Mm-hmm. And to cast parties because she brings watermelon to like everything. And, the shows. and shows. And shows. I, I, <laughs> and I deliver produce. She does. <laughs> and she lets us know when there are things that we like.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. When I forget about it sixteen times and then Uh I'm like Yeah.
0: So you also like you get things from other farms, right? Because like I got honey from you and that was not something that you have and everything. So like explain that a little bit. Yeah, talk about like the
1: like I was gonna call it resource, but that's not a resource. The like give and take you have with other (laughs) networking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good word. Well, um, We've just started, we work with a guy and everything with honey, but we've just now, um, within these last few years, have um, gotten hives back on our farm. Ooh. Yes. And we have a lot of hives. Ooh. Nice. a lot of bees. <laughs> <laughs> bees. And they're really happy because my squashes, pumpkins, and everything are blooming and they love like squash blossoms. So they've That's been... Cool. Cool really happy this past week because they've just started to bloom but um there's um we we work with um a few like local um farmers um a major one that we work with that even like my grandfather um like was friends and worked with them is um jeffrey's orchard
0: okay Mm
2: -hmm. and um there's things we we work back and forth with each other um a lot throughout the season the that that started like with my grandpa and um, I don't know which of the, the Jeffreys it might have been like um, Madeline who's kind of around like our age um, like her grandpa I believe too so like they worked and started that relationship and he just kind of kept that going that's cool and kind <laughs> of just some like fam- family friends I don't know if you heard that <laughs>
0: that's cupcake
2: it's
1: okay the listeners are used to weird sounds in the background of our podcast
2: i'm i'm just sitting here and just kind of scratching for stomach so she's upset that i stopped ah perfect cranky old lady
1: so you also provide produce to a lot of like local restaurants and stuff have you guys talked about this not yet no so how does that process work? Do people reach out to you? Do you guys reach out to other people? Do you want to tell us kind of some of the businesses that you work with?
2: Um well, one of the longest that we've worked with um is Maldener's. Mm-hmm. Um that relationship started I I don't really know, but that started with like my grandpa and um the um head chef and owner Michael Higgins. Uh that started like way before I was even in the picture so I'd probably say like 30 or so years ago and fun little story is like um Michael would like join my like grandpa grandma and like my mom and dad for like Sunday dinners Mm, out at um, their place yeah um I I can't really say how that relationship started since that Mm -hmm. was kind of already established before Mm -hmm. i was around Mm -hmm. um but it's kind of um some of what we reach out and be like hey i have this farm and we have local produce would you be interested or like they reach out to us Mm -hmm. um uh, i'm trying to think because i know um how we got into um contact and everything with luminary um well before they were luminary they were american harvest Mm -hmm. and um before american harvest there was augie's front burner because jordan and aurora worked at Mm augie's and i think there was slightly already an established relationship but i was also a teenager and not really all up in the business aspect of Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was just a dumb teenager then and (laughs) Not wanting to really work on the farm, but I did it reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I love you, Grandpa. Okay, I'll go pick these things for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, we just keep that relationship and um, going and telling them all of um, what we do. But I know, like our newest restaurant we got um, was two years ago, um, was Tacology. Okay. And we we got that through my cousin who would go there and eat and everything. And she just told, like, the uh, owner and, like, head head like chef, like, hey, my family has this farm and they got, like, local stuff. Um, would you be interested? And I, I think it was like, a yeah. And I think that was either he reached out to us or my mom reached out to him. I can't recall what. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that's kind of oh, that's gone. So lots of word of mouth. It sounds like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Very cool. Did you talk about what your favorite and least favorite things to pick are?
2: We we're getting on that, but we I talked a little bit, a little bit, and then I think you came back. Um, my least favorite thing—it's a toss-up between. A couple of things that i don't like to pick um i'll say what they are and list the reasons why perfect <laughs> <laughs> okra zucchini cucumbers and tomatoes
0: well we know why you don't like to pick tomatoes
2: <laughs> well it's not fun if I pick them and they're rotten and my hand goes right through them. That's mm. not fun. Yeah, not fun. I would not like that. Yeah, that's gross. I, I wear gloves because I've done that too many times. I don't like that feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just gross. Plus, I also don't like smelling like a tomato. <laughs> it's just disgusting, that's especially weird. a rotten tomato. It's just gross. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of my summer smell most of the time anyway. <laughs> But um, like okra it um it gets like sticky and it mm-hmm. scratches my skin. Mm-hmm. So when I'm done like picking, my arm is just covered in a bunch of like little scratches mm-hmm. and kind of like the same with zucchini. I-, I can't avoid the leaves on zucchini and like they scratch up my arms. like I have scars on like my arms from picking okra and zucchini wow. cucumbers. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. I, I you probably can't see on the screen, but it's like, yeah, no, my arm's just covered in a bunch of tiny scars. Mm-hmm. But uh cucumbers, because we don't trellis them. I have to um just like bend down and have to pick them off the ground. Mm. And that's back breaking work. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you do anything to like stretch or limber up before or after like a long day of
2: picking? A hot shower? <laughs> sure. <laughs> On my back and I just Mm -hmm. stand there for like 10 minutes and it's just like, I don't want to get out of the hot shower because it feels too nice. Yeah, I get that. It's fair. Even after being in the heat all day? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so tense in my shoulders. Sure. Because of the things like I'm lifting and everything. Yeah. Favorite thing to pick? I'd say... On hot days, I like picking like kale and collards because I get to dunk them in ice cold water. Mm. Nice. So then my arms get to go in the water too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd say in the fall, I like I love to pick cauliflower. Why? Walking and looking at it's they're looking at all the colorful um, heads that we grow, and I get to choose um, which ones I get to. Pick for now and save for later. <laughs> sure, I like it. <laughs> what goes into that decision? Um, well, sometimes it's um, if it's no good, like if an animal has gotten into it, I, I cut it and just like leave it in the field because I can't sell that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of looking for um size on if it'll be
0: a a decent enough size of what people would want. Sure. Do you help or do you decide essentially now, like, what you grow from year to year? Like, I know you have, like, the staples and everything, but, like, there's different varieties and all that kind of stuff. So, how does that work?
2: Yeah. um, I got quite a bit of, say, kind of back in the 2019, um, it kind of, I was tickled a bit that I kind of got to play, like, my, my grandpa and decide, like, what got planted where. Mm-hmm. and that felt nice instead of i mean sad but felt nice being like oh, i finally get to decide where this goes yeah <laughs> um <laughs> not sad <laughs> but um but it's a we, little bit of a switch, connection too it, it is it is and um we, we switch up every now and then um what we grow because um we switch um like cherry tomatoes and whatnot of what we grow we have our staples of what cherry tomatoes we grow but then we kind of change like well maybe we'll want to try like this different variety because uh this year we have a a new one it's called an evil olive oh it's pretty pretty large um for like a cherry tomato but it's like red and green Mm -hmm. oh yes and we've just started picking those and they they confuse me because I can't tell when they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. ready yeah (laughs) i I could see that so slightly green and it's like i think like i'm in the field i'm like i think that's ready when i get them in the store i'm like that was not
0: ready (laughs) not ready well i can ripen in the store (laughs) just just put it behind everything else it'll be fine just hide it Yeah. yeah that's cool though that you get to like kind of decide what you do yeah yeah, we we also like reach out in um usually
2: like January or so when um we look at seed catalogs and order seeds and reach out to the restaurants and we're like, "Hey, so we're looking at getting seeds. Is there anything like you would want?" And mm-hmm. they tell us like, "Hey, we would be interested in this." And so we mm-hmm. look into those things to see if it's doable and the seeds aren't too expensive. Mm-hmm. Right? Because seeds are very expensive, mm-hmm. I would imagine um, so. Especially if you want really good ones or whatnot. But no, they they can they're pricey. Oh, wow!
1: What's some yeah. of the weirdest stuff that people have like asked for?
2: I've had some people ask for these like very obscure like squashes. Sure, I they they're like a turban squash or something they they're they're funky shaped and i'm like no i i don't have that sorry yeah or oh, there was there's some people like oh do you have this and they realize from the look on my face it's like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so no <laughs> i'm like i don't know what that is it's like yeah. okay it's like just cuz i'm a farmer doesn't mean i know all of the plants right <laughs> definitely I know the, I know the plants that I grow right right <laughs> that's funny I
0: like it. but what, what just, make oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna make a joke about how the fact that that's still more than I know <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm in awe of Caitlin when she just spouts this
1: information out <laughs> so what makes some of the plants like different colors like there's like purple cauliflower or like you know there's these red and green tomatoes, or you guys had this really cool tomato on Facebook the other day that was that like zebra green tomato.
2: Um, well, I'm not really that kind of like a plant person, mm. I can't fully say that, but some of I, I kind of give um smart ass answers to certain things. <laughs> That's okay, I like it. <laughs> <'Cause>, um, <laughs> when uh, we have um, in the fall, cheddar cauliflower people are like oh how how do you get it orange mm-hmm. uh, me being my smart ass self i say well when um, the heads start to form we just leave a piece of uh, cheddar cheese on the head and <laughs> 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 from there that's and hilarious the, the amount of people that are also just like gullible for mm-hmm. it too mm-hmm. and i'm like no i'm like it it's just the variety it it does what it does i mm-hmm. i can't fully say how plants decide what they do and how they do Sure, but it all just depends on their varieties on how mm-hmm. they grow
0: like it what's your like end-all be-all goal for the farm you know one of you like this is what i want for the future the it like this you is know. the dream doesn't have to be like you achieving it could be you know in the future but like what do you envision i I would like to keep it going still
2: for a few more generations um i'm I'm the fifth generation of my family keeping it going, and I would like it to continue to go mm-hmm. all just depends <laughs> but no i I would like the farm to keep going
0: I like oh. it so where can we find you in real life and on social media? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you can find um, the farm,
2: Suttles Gardens, on uh, Facebook. You just type up Suttles Gardens. Um, we're also on Instagram, Suttles underscore gardens there. Um, I post pretty pictures of what I got coming in when I remember they're out uh, there.
1: <laughs> you guys Myself. should follow them anyways. They're really funny. I always mm-hmm. giggle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I try to be funny. <laughs> you, you do a good job. I like it. I like i have my moments at (laughs) times um (laughs) my personal um i'm on twitter and on uh instagram with with a c um with underscore u h underscore the letter c what's the address of the farm um we are store um well both the same yeah We are located on the uh, southeast side of Springfield, a block east from Southeast High
0: School, 2201 Grove is where we're at.
1: Perfect. All right.
0: So, everybody go get vegetables and fruit and all sorts of things from Caitlin. Yeah. Because what I've had has been delicious. It is. Agree. So. Yes. And we are open right the day
2: before Thanksgiving. All right.
1: That was a good question. Or that was a good thing yes. to
2: say. I meant to ask that question. What are the store hours? Um. Well, we're typically open. I'll just say kind of broad spectrum. We te- typically open April first and close the day before Thanksgiving, as long as Mother Nature is kind to us in mm-hmm. November. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But um, Monday through Saturday, uh, nine to five, and Sunday nine to three. Oh, you're open seven days a week. All right. Yeah, so plants don't take a break until they die. <laughs> that's fair. That should be Sorry. your motto. I like it. Since like tomorrow's Labor Day, people are like, oh, you have tomorrow off? I'm like, no, plants don't take a break till they die. They just look at me and I'm like, it's
0: true. I also don't get a break. That's because people need coffee. So
3: yeah, that's true. <gasps>
0: All right. So thank you for talking with us. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, it's never going (laughs) to (laughs) change. I'm never going away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She is never, ever, ever, ever getting rid of us. (laughs) (laughs) I never could. Hi, friends. We have Elizabeth Wake here, owner of The Wakery, the new up-and-coming dry bar. And we're going to chat with her for a little while. Hi Elizabeth. Hey.
3: So tell us how you got this idea. Um, so it was kind of a, a combination of things. So I was trying to go to a coffee shop after work one day, um, wanting to get some stuff done and I prefer to go to a local place. Mm -hmm. Um, and the place that I used to go downtown started closing at three and I got off work Mm -hmm. at four and I was like, Mm -hmm. well, where am I? where do I go now? And so that was the start of it. Um, and then as I was dating my now husband, we would go out to dinner and then we'd want to keep talking. And it was like, there was nowhere else to go, but a bar. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of our dates ended up revolving around alcohol, even though that wasn't, that wasn't, the intention we weren't trying Mm -hmm. to drink all the time, but that's just what was open as Mm -hmm. you're progressing into the evening. And, um, and then, um, I just had a baby in February. And so like all throughout the holiday season this past year, um, obviously I couldn't drink, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the only option for me was like, oh, here's this extremely sugary, sparkling grape juice, or Mm -hmm. we have soda, which I had to limit caffeine too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what, what is fun and exciting if you don't drink alcohol? Mm -hmm. And the wheels just kept churning. And, and I thought, you know, we really need a late night, coffee house somewhere we can go and study and meet up with friends and go on a date mm-hmm. um and we need fun non-alcoholic options that are more than just ooh a uh, coke with lime woohoo mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so i just i i felt like it really was a need in springfield um and decided you know what i'm going to meet it i like, I like it, it. so (laughs) what was the pro like what's the process
1: been so far
3: yeah um so all of this honestly just kind of I mean it's it's been a long time coming but it really sparked to get the wheels going on this in like January and um so I'm I'm currently a master's of public administration student at UIS Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm going through all these classes of fundraising and marketing and budgeting and financial analysis and HR. And I was like, okay, this is, this is all business materials. And I got involved with the co-starters program at Innovate Springfield mm-hmm. um, and just kind of thought, all right, I'm going to throw this idea out there and started the process of writing up a business plan. So this is just since like February starting mm-hmm. on the business plan. Um, and sent out a survey to a bunch of people in Springfield. It got spread like wildfire. I got almost 2,000 responses back. Wow. Of people like, yes, we want this in Springfield. We need this in Springfield. We absolutely support this. And so I realized this, this idea has legs. Let's Mm -hmm. see where it can go. So with any smart business idea, you want to start small Mm -hmm. and then grow. You can't, you can't, you know, start with the huge ocean. You have to just dip your toes in at first and make sure that you know how to swim before you dive in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I got involved with the farmer's market. So I went through the whole process of being able to be a a vendor of prepared goods down there. Um, And I've been selling drinks at the farmer's market and I have been selling out by like 10 a.m. every week. Wow. Wow. And the
1: farmer's market starts at eight.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Dang. I know. And I keep doubling my production. I bought a new wow. fridge last week just so that I could fill it with drinks to take to the farmer's market. That's nuts. That's amazing though. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. So it really goes to show and everybody who comes to the booth says, oh my gosh, like we have really needed this in Springfield. And I tell them, you know, we're working towards having an actual storefront like a late night spot um that has really good drinks and is non-alcoholic mm-hmm. and everybody who comes says like yes this has been such a need i've been sober for 5 years or i'm trying to drink less or mm-hmm. i like to go out to the bars but i drink two drinks and i want to stay out i don't want to go home yet mm-hmm. but i don't want to keep drinking and so it's it's going to be a space that's for All of those people, whether you drink or not, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to drink all night long. And so when you're done drinking, if you don't drink, if you're sober, if you're sober, curious, whatever walk of life you're in, it's going to be a space for you. That's really neat. Yeah. So are you coming
1: up with the concoctions all on your own? Are you getting input from friends? How's all that going?
3: Um, so I started, um, making things on my own and I would test them out on my husband and I would test them out (laughs) on friends who came over and say like, what do you think about this? Is it too sweet? Is it too sour? Is it too whatever? Um, some things, some recipes I took from, um, Like the, the companies that make these non-alcoholic spirits, Mm -hmm. of course, put out recipes because they want you to use their product. Mm -hmm. And so I've taken some of those recipes and tweaked them and added things. And I like to make my own simple syrups. Um, And so I'm trying to do as much from scratch as possible and as much local as possible. Uh, And so then I took some of these recipes that I'd been trying out and I had a, a tasting so I had about 20 people go through, had an anonymous questionnaire mm-hmm. that they filled out um, from their phone. So like, I, I di- couldn't even tell their handwriting or anything. <laughs> um, and they let me know what they thought, like, really and truly what they thought. And um, if they would buy that drink again, if they bought it at the bakery, would they buy it again? Mm -hmm. Um, If it wasn't to their tasting, would they recommend it to a friend who likes that kind of thing? Mm Because maybe you don't like spicy stuff. And I had a spicy margarita, Mm -hmm. but everybody said, if I knew somebody who liked spicy things, I would recommend it to them, but I don't like spicy things. (laughs) So it gave me a good idea of like, okay, would these things sell and, and uh, am I reaching the right market? Mm -hmm. Um, so got a lot of that feedback. And then I always ask at the farmer's market, like if, if they're willing to try it right there and tell me what they think. Um, and I've gotten some really good feedback and I've gone back and tweaked recipes that I thought, Hey, this was, this was a really good critique because I want things obviously to be super delicious and be, Right. Well worth coming out to the wakery to drink. I like it. So tell me a
0: little bit more about like the non-alcoholic spirits. Like I know I've seen them, they're like all over Facebook and like the internet and everything, but I've never like tried any of them mm-hmm. and I just see them everywhere. So
3: like, tell me a little bit more like about that, that you, yeah. Yeah, so there's a whole science behind it that I cannot explain. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. I make, It's like, <laughs> magic. Uh, they just use magic. Uh, <laughs> but so what, from what I understand, um, so there are some that actually do taste like the alcoholic partner. Mm-hmm. And there are some that just add extra flavor. They're not necessarily meant to taste like alcohol, but they're meant to, um, give your drink just kind of like, a little va-va-voom, a little oomph to it. Okay. Uh, make it a little more exciting. And so things like if you've seen Seedlip, Seedlip is, um, more of like botanicals, herby, earthy. It just kind of gives an added, um, extra component to your drink. It does not add an alcoholic taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really does make it more complex. And so it's more exciting. And I like to use those in my limeades that I make. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you get things like, um, ritual and Monday, um, free spirit leers, all of those do taste like, like the alcohol that they're trying to mimic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you can make uh, like a, an old fashioned, and you get that um, same like warmth in the back of your mm-hmm. throat that a whiskey would give you, and they get those from the plants and the herbs that they're using. So they'll use like those really hot spices that have kind of heat, like black mm-hmm. peppercorns and and other um, like kind of peppery finishes that give you that warmth in your throat, and that's how they're mimicking some of those tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's, it's really fascinating. I don't have the um, like chemistry background to figure out how they're doing it, but I greatly appreciate how much you really can make a cocktail that tastes delicious and tastes more mature than just like a soda mixture or a super Mm -hmm. sugary drink Mm -hmm. um, with without having the headache or the hangover, um, or becoming impaired. Mm -hmm. Awesome.
1: Well, and I think especially for like pregnant people, like sometimes Mm -hmm. you still want that, like, like if you want to drink, you want to, you want to drink. So like having that similar, like burn, you get that feeling that you're still getting to like have a drink without having the repercussions of having a drink while you're pregnant. So it's actually really interesting and really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So would you have a bestseller right now?
3: Um, so they all actually sell really well. Um, the sober sangria has been a really big hit. Um, I often sell out of the white sober sangria, which I personally, I, that one is my favorite. Um, but I'm, I'm, partial to white wines mm-hmm. when i do drink. So and that's another thing is that i i do still drink on occasion. I am not personally sober. Mm-hmm. Um but i love that i i enjoy the sober sangria just as much as i would a regular wine sangria. Um And then the, I call it the blue dabadi, and it's a. I love that. (laughs) um, It's a blueberry basil limeade, and that one has sold out like very quickly every week. That is all my favorite words. One hundred percent. She's like.
1: (laughs) Check check check. Yes, I will. I will definitely be having to try that. So, what's in the white sangria?
3: Um so this was my own concoction mm-hmm. and it took me honestly like a couple months to perfect it. Wow. Um I did not go off any recipe. Um I was just trying to figure out well I started that's not exactly true. I started with like what someone called a, a virgin sangria um and it was basically just like pour some white grape juice over fruit and let it sit mm. for Eight hours. And I was like, woo, that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Um, Started there as a baseline. um, And then started developing okay, well, what if um, I added? like a a vinegar so you get that like slightly fermented component. Mm -hmm. Um and so added a vinegar and added um some lime juice and lemon juice to cut down on the sweetness level Mm -hmm. and raise Mm -hmm. the acidity a little bit. Um and then And it was good that way. And of course, I added the fruit, which um, like from those citrus fruits, from the peel, um, you're Mm -hmm. getting a little bit of that bitterness. Mm -hmm. And so that added a little bit of a more complex taste. And then I added non-alcoholic bitters on top of that to really bring out um, that uh, almost fermented um, slightly bitter taste, but it was still missing something. And so I added, um, overbrewed tea. So if you've ever overbrewed tea, like by accident and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like I can, it it like sticks to your mouth almost. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So that kind of that same mouth feel that when you drink, Wine, especially in a red wine, mm-hmm. um, it's the tannins mm-hmm. that are creating that. And so, if you like over brew a black tea or a green tea, you're gonna get that same like tannin mouth feel. And so, I over brewed tea and added that to the mixture, and that was like absolutely the final component that pulled it all together. Um, so it. It has like 10 different ingredients in it to make the sober sangria. But when it all comes together, it is it's a really beautiful melody of flavors.
0: That's so cool. Like yeah. you're talking about this. I'm like, that makes sense. Like yeah. I love the <laughs> I understand too. that. Yeah. That's so cool though. Oh. I'm sad that I don't live in town, so I can't. Like I don't and I work on Saturday, so I can't ever go to the farmers work. I'm like, I would need to try these things. Oh, no. I've heard so many people talk about it. But it's so cool. Yeah.
3: Well, soon. So um I'm very excited about this on September 10th. So September 10th through October 10th, I'm gonna be running a Kickstarter. And this is going to be, um, so I have found a place for our, uh, yeah, so for the actual storefront location. Awesome, uh, I haven't signed the lease yet, so I'm not ready to say the exact location, like Mm -hmm. to broadcast it. Um, because if it falls through, I'll be really sad, (laughs) right? Um, but as of right now, it's looking good. So the last Piece of that to be able to sign the lease is that I I need to say yes I'm you know financially ready to take this mm-hmm. step um, and so the Kickstarter and then um, any loans that I need to cover the rest of it and then I can sign the lease so the Kickstarter um, is going to have a bunch of wonderful rewards with it for people who make pledges um, but once that is done. I can sign the lease. We can get into the space. and within a couple months, however long renovations take, then I can open. So potentially, within a year of having this idea of maybe I should see if this works mm-hmm. the Wakery could actually open its doors in a physical space,
0: which that's is underrated. amazing. yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing.
1: That's really cool. So you had talked about early on that you like to use local ingredients. Do you have you started any local partnerships with any other local businesses?
3: Yes. So um, a lot of the flavors that I get, especially um, for the lemonades and for the cocktails that I make come from whimsy tea. We love Gordon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh. Yes. <laughs> so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I make a lot of um the flavors, the simple syrup flavors. Um, the teas just provide such a really nice, mm-hmm. intense flavor to um bring out those drinks. Um, so whimsy tea, when we do open, I will be sourcing the coffee from Custom Cup okay. downtown. Um, so they close at two. And so I won't be opening until four. And so we won't mm-hmm. ever even be competing for customers. So even though we'll That's both cool. be downtown and with Gordon as well, like I'll, I'll also have teas on the menu, mm-hmm. um, but he closes at five. So even though we'll overlap for an hour, I'm staying open much later. And mm-hmm. so again, we won't be competing for customers. We're just lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. Yeah. And, um, and the fruit, any, um, fruits that I can source, I actually go through the market on Wednesdays. I see what's there and that's how I'm basing my flavors for Saturdays. So I see what Gordon has, I see what the farmers have, and then that's how I figure out like Okay, this week I'm going to do an apple based drink because all the apples are out Um, or this week I'm going to do a peach based drink because Mm -hmm. it's crazy peach season. Seriously. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 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 Try to be as local as possible. The uh, the mugs that are going to be for the coffee drinks, Mm -hmm. um, those are going to be handmade by a local potter. Wow. Um, wow! So she is she is very excited about it. She's even going to stamp the logo like into the mug when she before nice. she fires it. Yeah. Um so very cool trying to source anything from other artisans, other um bakeries. The pastries that I'll have will all be sourced from other local bakers. Um so while I love to bake, I mm-hmm. don't love to bake um like in massive quantities I I like to make a single take (laughs) right um And so I'm going to outsource that because (laughs) I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And so I'm going to be sourcing um, from Golden Hour Bakehouse and Buns and Incredibly Delicious and a new upcoming bakery called Elsie's Bakehouse. Um, And so I'm going to have a variety of pastries and trying to meet different dietary needs and restrictions as well. So I'll have vegan items and I'll have gluten-free items and I'll have items that have all the butter and gluten Mm. and sugar that you could ever want. Perfect. Yes. That's
0: the best guide.
1: So
3: what
0: is your
1: ideal, like hours of operation? What's your plan for that?
3: Yeah. So I plan to be open um, Wednesday through Sunday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, it'll be 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then Friday, Saturday will be 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. Nice. So on the weekends, okay. it will be just like a regular one o'clock bar. So if you're going out on the town, you're going out on the town and you can hit up the wakery. I like, I like it. it. That's so
0: cool.
1: So how are you going to set the space up? I'm very interested in all the different like moving parts.
3: Yeah. Um, so I I do want it to have a bar and coffee house mm-hmm. feel. So rather than a coffee shop where you'd like grab your coffee to go and leave, mm-hmm. I want it to have a coffee house where you're going to sit down, um, you're either going to study or you're going to have a good conversation with a friend. Um, And so the space that I'm looking at already has like benches in the wall. And so Mm -hmm. I want to leave those um, if that space works out, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm um and have tables but be able to either push tables together if you have a larger group or separate them if it's just two people or if you're just mm-hmm. one person there to study or read um i want it to have um not a club atmosphere but more of a like conversation bar atmosphere okay um, and so i do plan to have live music on occasion but it's going to be acoustic it's not going to be like ruckus band. Mm-hmm. I, I love going out to those things on occasion, but that's not the feel not the that I Yeah, in. Yeah. So like picture like low lighting, um, some nice flickering candles, some good ac- acoustic background music, super fancy drinks. I want to have um, art shows in the space. Mm-hmm. I plan to curate a different art theme every month. Cool. So artists can submit for a jury and I will jury all the pieces to go with this theme that I'm looking for mm-hmm. and then have like an opening night each month for an art show Bye. for those. pieces. That's awesome.
0: And yeah, then sell so them off you... the wall.
3: Exactly. Yep. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's neat. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask if we could like, if, if it, this is not, the last question, but like, it feels (laughs) very much like you could do like game nights and stuff there. And so I'm very excited about that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So actually, um, so my husband is, um, we, we have literally an entire room of our house that is dedicated to board games. Amazing. I'm not kidding. Like it is wall to wall board game. (laughs) Floor to ceiling. I'm not talking about a bookshelf. I'm talking about an entire wall. Wow. That's
0: amazing.
3: Of board games. Um, and so yes, I will definitely do board game nights there. And he is very excited to help me (laughs) either pick out games or or host or something. But yeah, that'll happen. I like it. So, I guess a final
1: question would be: What kind of do you think you'll have other employees, or do you think you're going to do it? You and your husband are going to do it by yourself at first. What's the staff structure?
3: Um, Yeah, (laughs) I will absolutely be hiring. So, um, while I do see this as a need for Springfield, and while I am very excited to be the person to meet that need, I have zero desire to work until one in the morning, mm-hmm. like every weekend. <laughs> um, I, I have a baby, mm-hmm. I have a husband. Um, I am a grad student. I uh, I do not have the time or the will to, um, do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I am absolutely going to be hiring if people listening are interested i will open up applications as soon as i know when we have an opening date um because yes i will i will take the help absolutely <laughs> i like it
1: all right we well, do you want to tell everybody where they can find the
3: wakery um yes yeah, so right now um we've got a facebook page you can look up either the wakery or springfield wakery and that should Find it on Instagram. We're at Springfield Wakery. Um, the website is coming and it will be um, Springfield dot com. Um, it's just the way the website isn't built yet. Um, and the location is soon to be announced, but it will be in downtown Springfield. Very cool. All right.
1: So we do this fun portion of our show where we ask what you like this week. Caitlin what do
2: you like this week? My kitten. She's just been running amok Amok. and having fun. Yes. What's her name? Bibbs. Oh that's cute. Yes. It's real cute. She's adorable.
1: Hey Jacqueline what do you like this week?
0: This week I like that I am crafting for like three days (laughs) straight (laughs) and making outfits for Megan and my mom and I for our convention. And we had some interesting hiccups earlier today, but I'm feeling much better about everything and it's going really well. (laughs) Good.
3: Hey Elizabeth, what do you like this week? Um, so my baby is now six months old and So we just started feeding him solids and it is so much fun to see his reactions to real food um, and to see his face like what the heck (laughs) is this (laughs) Uh, and to just watch him like smear it all over himself Mm -hmm. and in his hair and just everywhere. So that's that's been really fun.
1: That's super fun are you doing baby lead weaning or purees or a mix
3: yep baby lead weaning exactly yeah so what what we make for dinner then we give him a little bit on his plate and he gets Mm -hmm. to try exactly what we eat so hopefully it'll make him a good eater and really develop his palate I have
1: an 18 month old and she she does pretty well and we did baby lead weaning she's still I will I will warn you It may just be my child because she comes from very stubborn parents. She was a great eater until about three months ago. Now she's decided she can say no. Oh, no. (laughs) So she says no to some stuff, but she still eats really, really, really well. Good. Yeah. Good. It's good to hear. Hey, Megan, what'd you like this week? This week we got to have our first non Jacqueline and non my mother-in-law <laughs> guests in our new house. And so it was really fun. My husband's friend from college and his girlfriend came and stayed with us and we got to take them to a couple local businesses. We went to Mimosa last night and then we went to Sweet Basil this morning and it was really fun. So it was fun to have some out-of-towners. Oh, and she is really cool. She is like a nerd influencer kind of. She well, she's an architect, so she's already cool. Female architects are amazing. <laughs> um, but on the like during COVID, she started this like, I don't, I, she called it something specific that I can't remember what it was, but she like Disney bounds and does like all these different kinds of things. And I am gonna plug her Instagram really fast. But she um, is we
0: need to be friends with her.
1: Um, she was a, her name is Casey. She's amazing. She also um is a big reader. She is. I period M period K A C E Y period J O Y. Her name is Casey Huntington. So she was super, super cool. All right.
0: So thank you so much. Yeah, this was great. I've learned so many things. (laughs) I'm so excited. If you want to keep talking about local businesses or talk to Caitlin or Elizabeth or any of us, you can, or if you want to keep hanging out with us, you can find us at likespod.com, or you can also buy our merch, like this pod on Instagram, like this underscore pod on Twitter, backslash like this pod on Facebook and Like This Pod on TikTok. You can find me personally at Princess Underscore Jack on Instagram or Jack4104 on Twitter and Jack is J-A-C-Q.
1: And you can find me at louder than words, l-o-w-d-e-r on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And if you want to support the show, there's a link in the show notes to our Patreon page, or you can rate and review us on your podcast carrier. This helps out a lot, and we really appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.